take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, I get to have a podcast interviewing a podcaster. Her name is Kara Gott Warner, and her podcast, which I highly recommend, is called Craft Your Confidence. The craft of this title is very significant. I found out this because Kara's entire life and all of her careers have been centered around crafting. And her podcast is no exception. Maybe we should call her episode, and I love this, Knitting Needles to Microphones. Kara, welcome to Second Wind, the podcast. Thank you, Wendy. Oh my gosh, I love that tagline. <laughs> I'm totally using it. <laughs> Knitting Needles to Microphone. Oh my goodness. So let's begin with your moment, your second wind, that thing that you said, okay, here I am, uh, second half of life, I'm recreating, I'm moving forward, I'm finding my passion. Tell us about that. Mm. Oh, you know, I used to think it was leaving my job as a magazine editor. I thought, you know what, I'm breaking out, I'm going for it, I'm going to coach full-time, going to help the peoples, you know, do all that stuff. And I did, it was great. But then I realized all like during that time or before that, I was already podcasting. Like podcasting was like this passion that was just kind of like silently in the background, but not so silent because I love to talk, <laughs> but it was like there, it was there. It was this passion. It was this love affair, I like to call it. And in so th my second wind was actually refinding my passion for podcasting. So it's like doing a full circle back to 2014 when it all started and all the different things, all the, you know, the journey of, you know, becoming a coach and, you know, getting my life coach certification and, you know, being that business coach, all the, all those things. And then coming back to realizing like, I'm a podcaster and I'm, I'm proud of being a podcaster and I'm really good at it. And it's an ex a, way, a form of expression and it's a way for me to have even deeper conversations, to coach and teach the people that need to hear my message. And so that really solidified that passion even more. And at first, I actually thought it was a little bit betraying what I had set out to do, if that makes sense. I don't know if we talked about this before, but 
um, like, okay, I did all these things and this is the kind of coach I am and that's it, you know? And then coming back to this passion and realizing that's the kind of coach I am. I want to help people. They can reach their people through this powerful medium, the power of this microphone right here. So that's it in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> that's my second yeah, one. And what you told me, yeah, what you told me is like, I really, when I'm, when I'm podcasting, when I'm in it, I feel like the peacock. <laughs> And I, and I love that. Like, yeah, it's an expression. It, it's, it's, it's like everything is in alignment, right? And mm-hmm. you're open and it's just the, the energy is flowing through you and you can feel that and you can, and you can feel it in, in your podcast. When I listen to your podcast, I can, I can pick up on that energy that you have and, and it, I understand it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. She's, she's doing it. But uh, tell me this so that everyone knows, what is your podcast about? Yeah. So it's been many things. Um, I started my current podcast actually in 2015. So it was my second podcast. Um, today it's called the Craft Your Comfort Podcast. And when I, na- when I, I rebranded it actually only back in December, and it is really the epitome, like the words, like it's that play on words, you know, that craft your confidence. Craft can mean so many things for so many different people, not just for people with knitting needles and paints, paintbrushes, right? Because I've also come to the conclusion that, you know, the people I coach, the coaches that I coach too on their podcast, they're creatives just as much as any other creative. They're making things. So this idea of crafting your confidence comes in many different colors. So when you, cause you saw the button, right? The graphic that's on my show, it's like the colors mm-hmm. of the peacock, right? Mm-hmm. So it is addressing yeah. like how, how can we show up to be our best and most confident selves? And how do we cultivate those, that mindset and the thoughts that's, that serve that confidence and practice those and live into those. And also I talk to, to life coaches. So I call myself the craft your confidence coach. So I've got the podcast with the same name and I'm a podcast launch coach for life coaches and creative women who want to become confident podcasters. That's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> but that's it. That's yes. what the show's about in a nutshell. So you tell me, does it, does that, does that sound like, yes, that's exactly how I, what I got when I was listening? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What I got underlying tone was empowerment. Yes. Then I'm doing my, my job. Underlying. Yes, you are. But there is, there has been a, or has been quite a journey to get to this point. I mean, you were doing yeah. your podcasting back in 2014 and the story you tell me, told me about that was, was very interesting. And it was almost like it was your closet fetish sort of mm. thing. And you just kind of did it, but, but you yeah. ended up doing really well at it, had a really great following, but let's dive even deeper back. Who is Kara? Oh my gosh. Sometimes I have no idea. Like, I think this morning I woke up saying that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a hot mess. Oh no. Who am I? No, no, I know. And that's, that's the, that's the baby brain. That's my toddler brain. As we say in the life coach world, just having a tantrum and I'm over it. Um, Mm. 
but who am I? I mean, you know, you kind of, I feel like you said it all, you know, like the creative um, muse leads the way for me, right? So creativity Mm. has always been a big part of my life for as long as I can remember. Where did you grow up? In New Jersey, baby. In New Jersey. That's right. Yeah. Jersey girls. Yeah. We are Jersey girls. That's right. So I'm a native New Yorker, you know, like I moved from New York when I was five. So New York York City girl moved when I was five to New Jersey. So bopping back and forth between, you know, in the tri-state area there. And, um, you know, always creativity was leading the way for me and always drawing and making things. And I was the kid that wanted like the color forms and the Jimber fashion plates. I don't know if you remember those. Yes. I knew early on, I'm like, I'm going to do something in fashion. I knew that probably when I was like Hmm. 10. (laughs) I had no idea what it was. Okay. Um, so I, um, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but I'll just go back to when I, when I discovered knitting, when I was 12, you know, my grandmother taught me and yes. I, I dabbled, you know, at 12 and then I stopped, but I always, the creativity was always there. Like it was always part of my, of, of my identity, it's like who I am. And then in my mm. early twenties, uh, after college, so I went to Parsons school of design in New York city. So, uh, my major was illustration and I, um, after school, I said, you know what? I don't want to be an illustrator. I want to go into the fashion world. <laughs> so it was like all those. So the four years in, in, in a very expensive design school, deciding that I want to be, I'm going to work in the fashion world. But little did I know at the time, I used all the skills, all the illustration skills. It was like all that stuff that was just like some second nature. It was like all, it all came into play. And then, um, so yeah, I worked in the garment center. I worked in in New York, pounded the pavement, as they say. And then one day I discovered a beautiful little yarn shop. It was like this little Mecca and it was called the Yarn Connection, which is no longer around. It was on Madison Avenue and had always been around the corner, but it wasn't in my appearance. It wasn't in my frame of reference. So you were saying that... You know, you just, you were feeling a little less than fulfilled at some point. Um, You were, you were wondering, oh, what am I doing here in this fashion world? It's, it, it, something wasn't resonating as much as you had hoped. And you had, you said you had, you had probably known about this knitting place for a long time. And then one day you just decided to turn the corner and go in. And that was, that was one of those fork in the roads for you. Oh yeah. And that was what I was going to back into. And it's like, I saw at that moment, it appeared right for me, like meaning, yes, it was always there, but I didn't, you know, whatever. I was off in my little miserable world, you know, living a 20 something life in the Garmin Center, very cutthroat world and hating life and crying every day. And then there was this yarn shop was my refuge. I would say that it was my refuge. And I walked inside. And long story short, I just, I rediscovered, rediscovered. Um, oh, sorry. I have to, <laughs> I didn't put my phone on silent, but I rediscovered this passion that my grandmother introduced to me many years earlier. And that was the catalyst. That was the, like you said, the fork in the road, because I started mm-hmm. going in there every day. It was like, 
going to such a happy place, such a blissful place. And I just read, you know, I took a class, taught myself again, how to do it. You know, um, Arlene Mincer, who was like a really big name in that world back in the seventies said, you know, you should do this for a living. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, how does, how do you become a, yeah. What does Cause you, cause you asked me that question in our chat, pre-chat, um, yeah. you know, you write patterns. Knitters can become designers who write these technical written patterns. So if you ever go to Barnes & Noble or Joanne, go take a look at a knitting, a crochet magazine, a quilting magazine, and you'll see patterns in the back. You'll see beautiful fashion photos and you'll see how how to make them. So that's what I started Mm -hmm. doing. It was almost like someone who played music, but had no idea how to write music. Um, I was like that. I was like, I was just making things out of my head. I was making sweaters out of thin air, had no idea how to write patterns. And I said, well, to be a little marketable here, I have to learn. And I wanted to learn. So I just dove in with both arms. And then I kept working in that world and started freelancing, like starting my own work, you know, my own um, pattern design business you know, got published in magazines. I actually put my illustration skills to work and I started doing like illustration. I was known as like the illustrator for knitting publications because I was a knitter and I understood how to illustrate them. Not a lot of illustrators do. So that I knew was my secret sauce at the time. And that was, that had to be, I mean, you're in your twenties. That's pretty brave. That's pretty, hey, I'm going to get out there and do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some gumption there. Very I, cool. I know. It, there was something, and I, I'll say I lost that later in life, but uh, got jaded. But I, I, never th- I, had, I never had any doubts. I was like, I'm going to do this thing. You know, that's, that's the, the beauty of being a 20-something with a lot of like, uh, you know, I'm on a, a, an Aryan Aquarian energy, right? <laughs> If you're into astrology, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that's who I, I like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. So, um, but yeah, so I was designing and illustrating and doing those two things side by side in the publishing world. And one day, you know, I got a call from a friend and it's funny how these things happen. She's like, you know, creative knitting magazine is looking for a new editor. And I thought of you and I gave them your name. And then I got an interview and the and rest you're like, what? and then I became the, yeah. And then I was, became the executive editor. I then became eventually editorial director. And then I was ready for my next chapter after that as a coach. Right. So we talk, kind of talked about that, but we circled back into it and I was podcasting while I was still with the magazine because I just wanted an outlet for me. Tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell the story of how that even came to fruition. Cause that's incredible in and of itself. Because <laughs> you even said you were, you were, you were very talented at what you were doing and, and it was a passion of yours. And, and I truly believe that if you're passionate about what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're going to stand out. And you were saying that you, you definitely stood out. You definitely were, were well-known people knew your name. And you went to your company, you went to the Mm -hmm. magazine and you said, Hey, I want to start a podcast before podcasts were even a real thing. Yeah. And I just came up with like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're giving me all this like newfound confidence, remembering all of these amazing things because I did a lot of 
I did a lot of stuff, man. But I just thought of this like little <laughs> phrase here because yeah, like the passion, right? There are three things that I can say without a doubt are like huge catalysts and, you know, drivers in my, my success, my passion and is pe- pe- pearls peddling and podcasts. <laughs> so funny. And what I mean by that is knitting and pearling, right? I'm looking for, I was looking for three P's. Um, pedaling, meaning I'm a cyclist. Like I am like hands down, like get on a bike and whoo, not, not motorcycle, but like cycling, spinning all the things. Right. Um, and then podcasting, <laughs> moving, you know, moving my body. I said that earlier. So I was looking for three P's. That's why I said it like that. And so I'm going to go back then. Right. So 2014, I was you know, I was at the, with the magazine loving, you know, my job. Like I, as far as I was concerned, that was a dream job at the time. Right. I mean, it was a dream job and it, it, you know, I wouldn't change a single minute of it. It was the best. Um, and I, uh, wanted to start, you know, I was always like, let me just say this. I would go out on my morning run and, I always love to give myself my own inspiration, my own aff- create my own affirmations. And I would record them on my phone because without my glasses, I can't see a darn thing. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to record. That's easier. And I love to talk. So, hey, there you go. So, <laughs> so I'd record these little <laughs> notes to myself. I call them notes to self. And one day I said, wait a minute, what if I turn this into a podcast? I've been hearing that podcasting is like a thing. So I started just doing this, doing the same thing. I would go out on my run. So I named my podcast, my first podcast, The Morning Cooldown, because I would go out for a run and I would, while I was cooling down, I would record. And I always trusted, never, ever, without fail, did this not happen. I always trusted that by the end of my workout, I would have a topic for the podcast. And I did every single day for 80 episodes. Like I did constant, like every day for 80 days. Oh my gosh. 80 ish, maybe more. I think there were more. Um, and I had no background music. I had no polished intros. It was just my phone talking in my phone. I literally had no microphone either. I talked really close to the mic and the quality wasn't half bad. And I had this rule for myself before I walk in the door, I click upload. And I, at the time I was on SoundCloud, I just uploaded it to SoundCloud. It was clunky. It wasn't fancy. And that was it. And I would say nothing but the, ba- the birdies for my background music, the chirping birds. That was it. And then about a month after I wow. was, yeah, I mean, that was how I started bare bones. That's why I'm like, guys, all you need is a message and a passion. You don't need permission. Because a lot of coaches think you need permission. Like that's a big thing that's going on in the life coaching world that you need permission and I have to be a better, bigger coach and I'm a baby coach. And anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But I got a, a email one day from Hal Elrod, who is the best-selling author of a book called The Morning, uh, The Miracle Morning, The Miracle Morning. And I was... I I knew the book, like I loved his process and he has something, you know, that you do in the morning, a kind of a process that you do, but I had been a morning renegade for years. And then a friend of mine turned me on to him one day, you know? And so maybe it was like putting the energy out. I don't know what it was, but I was just doing my thing. And he was like, Hey, 
do you accept guests on your show? And I was just like, you know, at the time I'm like, uh, I do now. And that was it. And from that point forward, I geeked out on the equipment, on the mic, you know, the microphones and this and editing. And I loved it. I was like, it opened up another world. Like it didn't make me feel hindered. I was like going from being this, just a pocket podcaster to a full fledged geek out on all the equipment. This is so freaking amazing kind of podcast. And sorry, I kind of sweared, but that wasn't really a full swear. So hopefully that was okay. (laughs) I heard nothing. Okay. (laughs) And he, um, yeah, so he was my first guest and that, that was it. And so that would, that became like, that was it. My passion and my message for today that I always tell people, it's like, that's all you need is a powerful message. Because at the end of the day, you're, if you're making, you're moving people's minds and you're creating a mini transformation for them when you, every time you get behind that microphone, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm an example of that. Yeah. Now it was the guest was this gentleman, a guest before you went to, cause didn't you go to your magazine editor and say, Hey, I want to do a podcast That's later. pay for it. That's later. And then. No, nope, that's, that's later. Oh, that's, okay. No, that's, okay. Yeah. Wow, there's so, so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very clear this time. Cause I think when we were pre-chatting last week, it was like lots of different things. And then, you know, I'm, I'm feeling very, very, I'm taking you down a path. There's Wendy. all kinds of arrows. <laughs> so <laughs> there's 11 pages of notes and arrows everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I, I didn't forget all yeah, this. So, so, so keep going. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. So um, that was my first podcast. And then a year later, I was like, you know, I am ready to be a little more strategic with this whole podcasting thing. And going with this, what I said before, like being able to move lives and make a difference. I knew that there was a hole, a missing ingredient to the magazine that I loved to pieces. It was my magazine. And I was like, I want to reach my people. Like I had already been doing Facebook lives, like from the time it started from day one, I'm like, I have to do that. And that was huge. That was tremendous. And I said to my boss, the executive VP at the time, she was like, I said, I have an idea. I want to do a podcast for the the magazine. I really think it's going to be a great way to connect with the audience. And I want to call it Power Pearls Podcast. And she was like, yeah. I'm fine with that. And, you know, there was some going back and forth about how they wanted to buy the the podcast. They would do all the editing in-house. And thank goodness they said, I because I said, no, I said, this is my baby and I want to do it the way I want to do it. And I want you to trust me that this is going to work for the, for the magazine and no money out of your pockets. I'm doing all of it. And they agreed. Because if I said, you know, because fast forward a few, you know, three years later, I did leave the magazine and the podcast stayed with me. So, um, but yeah, so that was it. And it was beautiful. It was the platform for the magazine. And so I published or I launched that podcast in 2015. And I interviewed other, you know, fellow editors like me 
uh, big names in the, in the craft publishing world that I was friends with. I considered everybody my friend <laughs> and they were on my show and I just hooked them up. And we, we talked about behind the scenes, you know, we talked about, you know, I talked to designers, a day in a life, you know, that sort of thing. I talked to yarn companies. I talked to yarn shop owners and that's what I did. And also still mindset stuff and productivity and time management, like that always stayed in there. That was the thread that never left even to this day. And um, so that was for the, that was the first 125 episodes. And then in 2020, December, that's when I rebranded to craft your confidence, same feed, same podcast. And I grappled with that. And I even consulted with other my, of my podcasting accountability buddies. They're like, start a new feed, do, 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 do. I'm like, you know what? I have so many teaching tools in this podcast. I'm not going to start a new feed. I'm not going to like, you know, think of it on the back end. Like, I mean, the way we think about podcasts and new things on the back end is not how the people on the front end see it. Just one customer, one person that listens on their phone could lose you. You could lose them because they're like, where do I go now? I was listening to her and I'm going to keep listening. So I just rebranded, which I think was the smartest decision I ever made. Um, And so that's it. (laughs) So that's That's it. You, you, I mean, it's, there's so much more because you actually had, there was a, a little bit of a, 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 a dark. So as I found out, let me just preface this. So as mm-hmm. I found out, as I go through this podcast and I see so many commonalities between everybody, no matter what your story is with your second wind, where you came from and what you're doing, there's always these commonalities between us all. It's very cool to watch and see and make connect the dots, so to speak. And you as well had some, a little bit of chaos, a little bit of darkness Mm -hmm. that brought you to redoing it. And and that seems to be a common theme with everyone in every really big, I'm going for it decision, something, something was not right. Something didn't sit right. Something wasn't going right in your life. Something made you rethink. And that, that same thing happened to you too. Yeah. Can you share? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I have to first, before I say that, because uh, it'll be confusing. So I left the magazine in 2017 because I said, this has been a beautiful chapter and now I'm ready for a new chapter. And that new chapter was to already take what I was doing with designers and, and, um, mostly designers in mentoring and coaching them. That was just, I always did that. I was always a cheerleader. Um, and I but decided, Kara, why did I decided, you actually leave? Because I, why because did you like, actually leave the magazine? Yeah. Because like what I'm saying is I wanted to be a full-time coach. I wanted to only coach. I was done with publishing okay. magazines. For me, it was like, how many more magazines can I make? I mean, it was beautiful. It was great. It was fabulous. But after a while, it was like, I can pub- I can only publish that same sweater so many times. Like, that's how I felt. The essence was lost for me at that point. I was done. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. I was like ready to move on. And I made peace with that. And I left amicably and 
everyone at the magazine wished me well. It was a beautiful, peaceful parting. <laughs> so that's why I left. That's why I left. I was ready to, to rebirth myself. But what happened was I took myself with me. I took this identity with me. And I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to just pick up where I left off, last left off. But some stuff happened to me. There was, as I like to call it, a lot of rebirthing, a lot of identity shattering, and the chaos that you were getting, that you, you, know, you alluded to. It's like the first year out of the gate, the first two years out of the gate, I was a hot mess like almost every day because I was like, this isn't going the way I thought. This for the first time in my life, and here I was in my late 40s, the first time in my life, things were not going the way I thought they, like they had always gone the way I wanted. Like, yeah, I'm going to go do that thing and no problem. First time things weren't working and it was so scary. And I thought I made a huge mistake. I threw away a nearly six figure income, right? Like it was just, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did this. and. So mm. I'm glad I went through it looking at it now because I couldn't have gotten to where I, where I have, you know, where I am now without seeing, because at the time failure wasn't on the table. It wasn't an option, but failure is such a teacher. I love embracing failure. I love, I love it. I look for, I look forward to it. I do. It's not easy, but I know it's a, if oh. I only knew that then, mm -hmm. but I had to learn that. So I didn't know that then. So there was rebirthing, there was identity shattering, a lot of chaos because I was like, I am this magazine editor. I am the big fish in the little pond. And what's going on? Because I'm not now. <laughs> I laugh because it's funny. I'm saying it, I'm being completely vulnerable and honest about what was going through my brain. And so yeah, and you told me you even had imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. And all of the things that embrace that and your whole confidence had just kind of gone in the toilet. Like, where oh. are my peeps? Don't you know? I'm Kara Gott Warner. I, <laughs> you all thought I was the shiznig and where are you now? <laughs> right? Exactly. If I'm honest, Basically. yes. And I'm being completely <laughs> honest. That is what I thought. I was like, what? you know, mm -hmm. what's going on. And so, so that was the first couple of years and I was going down rabbit holes and shifting my focus and changing my, what I'm doing. And let me try this and let me try that. Maybe I should do this. And I was still coaching and I was, I had clients and I was helping them and, and that was moving along. And I was freelancing a little bit here and there, which completely was a big mistake because <laughs> my heart wasn't in it. I mm -hmm. think I created relationships that were you know, I destroyed relationships in the process. I know I did um, because I wasn't giving them what they needed and I wasn't giving myself what I needed um, because I was doing it for the dollar, you know? And okay. then I finally got to the point where, so I went, you know, I added to my, ex, my, my coaching, business coaching uh, expertise, if you will. I added in the life coaching piece because I started to realize, wait a minute, something going on. Like it's all comes back to mindset, doesn't it? It's all about the brain and thoughts and all this stuff. And so I decided to become a certified life coach. So I went to the life coach school, I got my certification, added that to my toolbox of things. And I started doing that. 
And I started adding that to my, my programs. And so I was like, yeah, I'm a business coach who I'm a business mindset coach. And then, then I'll tell the story of the conversation that I had with a fellow life coach in one of our private Slack, you know, our Slack channels or whatever. And she's like, I'm looking for a podcast coach or someone to help me. And I'm like, I was on that, like, why don't rice? I'm like, always like, I'm there to help. Like, I'm still like, podcasting is my love affair. Right. And I'm like, of course, let's get on a Zoom call. I'll give you everything I have. <laughs> and I did. At the time, I was just like, try this, do this, whatever. Here's, and here's a Google, a Google, you know, a G drive that you can like access with all the materials that I've used over the course of time when I taught this, because I did, I used to teach it in the needle arts world about how to podcast. I did that too. Forgot to say that. So, but anyway, so here we are. I know I'm like all the things I, I can't, you know, keep track of, but, um, but that was another moment, like the Hal Elrod moment. She's like, so we get on the call on the zoom call. She's like, you know, at the end of our conversation, she's like, you know, maybe you should do this for life coaches. Maybe you should be a podcast coach for life coaches. She's like, I know you have a lot on your plate. I mean, but I know it was brain explosion, like total brain explosion. And then another conversation with just another coaching friend. She's like, you have to do this. She was like demanding of it of me. She's like, this is who you are. I'm like, I know. Were they more into it than you were? Were they way more? No. Like they were more invested well, at that point than you were? Yes. And at that point. Got- yes. At that point. So I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to be betraying all this stuff that I've been doing. I've been, you know, I'm a business coach. I'm a confidence coach. I'm a, I'm a you know, like a mindset coach for creatives, not life coaches. Hmm. <laughs> But then that's when I kind of married these together wow. and realized, wait a minute, we can mar- we can play together in the sandbox, right? And I started, I said, look, I'm just going to put out a masterclass, a free masterclass for life coaches and see what happens. And then I just allowed that to go out there into the ether. And then it was like, you know, I saw another step on the staircase. And then I had coaches reaching out to me and asking them to, for me to coach them one-on-one, like a one-off session. I'm like, okay. And then another step revealed itself. And then I developed a six-week program. And then another step revealed itself. And I turned that into an eight-week program. And then another step revealed itself. And I said, you know, it's got to be an, a 10-week podcast launch program, which is what I do now. And that is where I came to this place where I'm like, I'm home. I am a podcast coach for life coaches. And I help them to become confident podcasters. So it's creative women and life coaches. So it's it's all that. It's marrying those two passions together. So going back to what I said before, you know, the craft your confidence coach. That and, is- yeah. Podcast coach for life coaches and creative women who want to become confident podcasters. Maybe I got to work on refining so that a little bit. You can help you can help me with that. <laughs> but yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Maybe <laughs> That's the, that's it, yeah. baby. So let me ask you, this is the question. Can you give us the, and the listeners, all of us, an example of a typical or a really cool situation of somebody that came to you to use your services and what that looked like 
and and bring us from the start to how it transpired. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so someone that, yeah. So, um, so basically I just start the kind of, I open the door, I invite you into the garden by offering, a, <laughs> a, I do a free masterclass. It's really, it's a class. It's like a class that talks about everything I do in my program. And I just condensed it into like 45 minutes and it's three, three steps. Like it's three steps how to, you start with, you know, the vision, your message, your passion, why you want to get behind this microphone. Um, and then the second phase is to, to really, um, what is it? Research. Like I kind of, what do I call it? Create. Um, my gosh, I forget my second step, but it's really to really, (laughs) um, create that vision, you know, that the, do the research really, um, Oh my gosh, it'll come to me. <laughs> How did I forget that? Um, but it's like building it. Yeah. Cre- it's create. Mm-hmm. It's create. There it is. So it's vision. It's, so it's, it's, did I say that? Create. So it's your vision. I already said that. Sorry. And then they go, so they go through these three steps. Oh my gosh, you're going to probably have to edit this whole darn thing out, this section. Nope. Nope. I know. Nope. And then launch is the third step. So it's really the creation, you're building it, and then you're launching it. Okay. There you go. And they walk you through it. And so if someone takes this masterclass, they can do it all. They can do it. They don't need me. But then there might be that person that's saying, I, I don't want to spend my time figuring it out. I love her energy. I'm going to like get on this call. And then I, I just invite you to a free call. Because my, my goal is like, like, I'll spend an hour with someone. I just did that last week. Um, she got on a call. I said, where are you? Where are you with what you know about podcasting, your skill? I want to make you, I want to help you to walk away today with like something that you can use. And then if they're interested, hey, oh yeah, I do have a program and I can show you how to launch and you know how to do it without any guesswork. You know, the guesswork is taken away because I'm going to show you, but you got to roll up your sleeves. We're going to do some, some work together. And there's going to be some mindset stuff. So then that's when I get to put on my life coaching hat. Yay. So it's like, that's because it's always going to be there, especially if I'm guiding someone through a 10-week launch. So that's essentially what it is. If they're interested and we have that conversation in real time, I get to guide them through a launch. And at the end, during their launch week, I'm there. I'm like on call, literally on Voxer. (laughs) We're like... We're on the horn, whatever it takes. So did that answer your question? Is that, does that paint the picture of what yeah, it looks like? Yeah, so is how, has it, yeah, has anybody, have, has anybody launched since you started this program? I know it's very new. It's very new. So yeah, so I am, I'm working with a few people who have, who are in the process of launching now. And okay. they're using the process, the okay. exact process that I used in 2015 with some modern tweaks, you know, because I'm telling you the podcasting world changes like at the speed of light as you're, maybe you're seeing, I mean, I see it because I've been doing it for so long, it seems, but um, yeah, it's like amazing to see every, every client I work with is helping me to make my, my program even better. And once that person works with me, I want them to succeed. So if they need 
help later, I they have me. You know, it's not like a okay, our our time is up. Bye-bye. Like I want them to succeed with their podcast because that's how much it matters to me. That is that is a gift that you're giving people because it sounds to me like you you offer to hold their hand if they need it. Mm-hmm. But basically you are helping them overcome fear and, and getting them past that so that they can move forward. Because I, I think that's what stops so many people. Mm-hmm. It's just the fear, the uh, fear of the unknown. And I have this, I have the same thing and I struggle with it almost daily with the social media stuff and everything that everybody's telling me to do. And then I start paying for people to help me because I'm not comfortable with it. The comfortable world word. Right. And then I find out, Oh, well, maybe I could have done that better myself or had I just had confidence in myself, you know, I might be a little bit further ahead. Um, But you offer you're going to be doing it yourself. I'm just sharing with you some of the tools to help you bridge yeah. the gap between your fear and where you want to be. Yeah. And that's, and that's where the confidence comes in. The being the, you know, crafting the confidence, being the confident podcaster, whether you're a life coach or you're a creative, like, you know, speaking to the creative ladies now or guys, but you know, it's like, I work with a lot of women. Um, we have something to teach. We have, you know, we're, I feel that we're all coaches and teachers. If we have, especially if we're, we're getting behind this microphone, we're putting out something, we're making something in the world. But I wanted to go back to what you were saying about this confidence, right? Cause like, that's, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's no matter what, even if you work with a coach, I can't fix that. It's not about fixing the fear. You do remove a lot of the fear and the anxiety, but it's still going to come. And a coach, helps you say, okay, look, I know it's coming, but you can do this. You're on the right track. And I have to like talk about a coach that, you know, gave me advice just recently. And I love this advice because it's about saying you already know, like, let's say you're worrying, like this is going to really appeal to a lot of life coaches because, you know, instead of, you know, thinking about, you know, taking that, the, the worry and just journaling about it and exploring the worry because worry in and of itself is an, is an emotion that it, you don't want to explore it. You want to shelve it. You want to move on. You want to say, okay, here's the worry. And I'm going to say, there's that, that's the circumstance that I'm dealing with is the worry. So now how can I work on the empowerment piece, how to get myself in that mindset of confidence? I'm doing this thing. And the worry and this you know, low self-esteem and you know the fear is going to come. I know that, but I, I and I'm ready for it. I'm gonna say hello. Go over there. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's that is part of the process yeah. too. You know, because because I you know there can be that danger where someone works with a coach and they they are they may think that the coach is going to fix all the things right, but it's the coach is the mirror. The coach right. is guiding you and giving you helping you for sure has been there before you and can help guide you with their wisdom. But in the end, you need your own wisdom to guide you. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. That is beautifully, beautifully said. 
So what is next for you? You're, you're living your second wind. You're in your passion, yeah. right? So, hmm. so where are you at? What's, what's the next few installments of Kara Got Warner looking like? The next few installments are for sure, just focusing on where I am, like building this beautiful program and just adding to it with every, every client is teaching me something so like amazing. It's like a gift, right? So it's like, it's when the, what is it? The student becomes the teacher in many ways too. So it's like really focusing on this beautiful program that I have. How can I make it so amazing that it's, that people will never forget it. How can I over deliver? That's what I'm working on. Right. And so this month it's April. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I'm working on a new yeah. launch. I'm not sure how I want to take it yet. It might be my current masterclass with some extra bells and whistles, like a three-part series, maybe. I'm not sure yet. But to really have those, you know, just to really keep those conversations going and showing up um in places more more often in places like Clubhouse and Instagram and because the way I look at it is that's where the trend, that's where the connections happen, you know, is to have the, you know, having those conversations mm-hmm. with people as much as I possibly can. And then eventually turning what I've got into a group program is my plan or, and, or a digital, a digital course so that people, because I have some people that are like, Hey, I, I'm not ready to invest in the one-on-one situation or I I don't want that. And so I'm thinking about those people that would want the DIY option, who would want the digital course, because what I do could really beautifully translate into a digital program. So a digital course. So yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm working on. That is great. I think all those are great ideas. And let me ask you this, if you had, and you have so many cool little nuggets of information, but if you had like a, a mantra or a sentence, something that you use, because honestly, we all have days where you're like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do this today. I don't feel like it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of in my head. Is this really making a difference? Is this really working? You know, we all have those mm-hmm. moments, those days. Is there a mantra? Is there something you can share that keeps you going and moving forward? Oh, I have so many mantras for myself, but one of, I love this quote. I love it. You know, it's you probably have heard it. Um, It's the Martin Luther King quote, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step. And seriously, I love that. And also another one is, you know, when I'm struggling, when I'm spinning out, what's happening right now in this moment? Because when I'm focusing on the present moment, and I know this is true for me, when I'm focusing on now instead of the past or the future, it's the most dynamic moment I have because I can act in this moment. You can't act in the future and you can't act in the future, or you can't act in the past and you can't act in the future. But you can, in this moment, this breath that I'm taking right now, 
you can make a decision. You can do something with this moment. And whenever I'm in that, that place of really the moment, it is peaceful. It is content if I allow it. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. And, and I think we all, we, that's when they all, t- when they tell us, you know, stop, take a breath. And that's to just get us into the moment. And I think that's so well said. So well said. Thank you for sharing that. How yeah. are all the ways people can hear you, sign up with you, find you? Can you share all yeah. those with us? And of course, they'll be in the, in the notes, but go for it. All right. I keep, I try to keep this really easy. So caragotwarner.com for all the things. And if you guys want to take that free masterclass that I mentioned before in podcasting, you can go to caragotwarner.com forward slash podcast masterclass. So that's one word podcast masterclass. And that's it. So I'm at Caragot Warner on all the platforms. So on Clubhouse okay. and Instagram. I think Facebook, it's a little bit differently, but you know, there's not, there's no Car- other Caragot Warners out there. So you type in Caragot Warner, you'll find me. Pretty easy to find. That's it. And she's a yeah. pretty cool lady. And I really, really, really suggest you pop onto the podcast app and listen to her podcast, follow her, do all the things, write a review. Reviews are so important to us podcasters. I'm finding out. And I, on a side note, I don't know about you, Kara, but when you read your reviews, they just are so inspiring. I get weepy. I'm like, wow, it's working. I'm, I'm making a difference. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm doing this. And it's, it's just so heartfelt. And I know I appreciate them. I would imagine you do as well. I do. And you know, you're right. When I go back to listen to them or read them during times of like, is this podcasting working? Cause you know, the thing is, is that it's it's working because it's working for me because I love it, right? And that's what I, I keep the passion. But it's like some sometimes we can get caught up in like, it's not working. I'm not getting clients. I'm not getting consults. I'm not getting something. But it's really, if we come back to why did we start this in the first place? It's not to get anything, right? It's just... It's like, oh, what a gift that I get to do this, that I get to share and make a difference in someone's life. And so, yes, please, you know, if you're listening, leave a review because it it really does inspire any podcaster to keep going, to remind them why they started in the first place. Ah, well said, my friend, my new friend. <laughs> yeah, we're all part of this tribe. You know, I always I tell, tell this story all the time. Every time I end these conversations and we say goodbye, and even though I keep in touch and I stay in touch with everyone, I feel like I'm leaving my summer camp and I'm leaving all my buddies behind. It's like it's such a bittersweet thing <sighs> to end the interview and leave my new friends that I've met because now I know so much about you. <laughs> I know. I feel the same <laughs> and way. Like struggles and yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just cut you off again because I'm like, I do that with do my you friends. Do you feel that way with your people? Yes. Yes. No, absolutely. But, I mean, don't you feel the same way? Yes. It's like, oh, there we go. Wait for summer vacation to come again so you can see each other again. Uh, yeah. And you know, I'm definitely but- going to take you up on your offer for me to come stay. At your, you have this 
fabulous cabin, you said. <laughs> so I'm just, we said that in our pre-chat. So I'm like, you're going to meet me one of these days. Yes. Just saying. Come to the farm. Help me feed these starving horses I'm fostering. Yes. Okay. I'll Very try. Handful. I'm a little bit, so I'm, I have a little, a little fear of horses. Maybe it's because I'm a New York City girl, but <laughs> you'll have to help me get over my fear. I'll get you over it. I have lots of fears. We'll get you over it. <laughs> this but was so you know great. how you have the tool. Thank you so much for being here, Kara. I just kind of found you on a whim and how I've been finding everyone. And, and I send out a little message. Hey, you don't know me, but I would love to have you on my podcast. And you, everybody said yes. And, and you said yes. And I'm so grateful for that and bringing your wisdom to the listeners of Second Wind. And I'm sure I know for a fact, my birth mother is a huge knitter and she listens to the podcast religiously. And she probably knows who you are. I'm going to be calling her after this. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure she's going to start listening to your podcast as well. That's great. Well, thank you because this was such a gift. I love that you found me. And also this, tell you, you found me on Clubhouse. So Clubhouse has been quite the place, I have to say. But yeah, it's amazing how the ether, the fairy dust brings us all together. So thank the you. Fairy dust. Yes. <laughs> Sprinkling the fairy dust. So thank you so much, Kara. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.